Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into another edition of the PHNX D Bags podcast right here on PHNX. Let's, where's that drum? There All right, that's crazy. It goes crazy. Welcome in, of course. I am your mayor, PHNX, occasionally known as Derek Montilla. This man next to me is your vice mayor, occasionally known as Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. Shout out to Shonda Paz. Our condolences on what happened to your <laughs> Buffalo Bills. We know you're out there sad somewhere. Get uh, probably fucked, drunk. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's thrilled. But anyway, I was dancing on my grave last week <laughs> after Jed Fish and the Dolphins know, lost. I oh, know. and then he's nowhere to be found I this know. week. Where yeah. is he? Where's he's Sean out with Mo? Is what he's hanging out with. But anyway, <laughs> loser city. <laughs> well, we welcome you guys into another uh, wonderful episode of Mailbag Monday. Uh, we had a very beautiful weekend. I know I did at least going to, you know, fancy art auctions and stuff. But uh, Jesse was out at Chase Field and he got himself a picture of a beautiful new sign. I don't know if everybody out there saw it. We tweeted it out, but uh, let's take a look at that. Look at that. Look at that gorgeous Ness National League champions. For those of you on, yeah, for those of you on audio, the sign does in fact say 2023 National League champions. Don't and get it, too excited. And it's, a, and it's a Diamondbacks logo. Yeah still doesn't fully click in my mind it really doesn't um, yeah the the 2023 is in teal which looks beautiful got yeah. some gold in there got a little pennant in there it's great great stuff uh but yeah it's it's just it's nice to see this jesse it's nice to see uh something like this out front of chase field and once again as as hectic as our postseason was yours especially uh it just it's nice to take a moment and reflect on the fact that Diamondbacks did that damn thing. They did that thing. They did, and, yeah. and they got the sign to prove it. And and there's going to be some more sign unveiling inside the ballpark. Oh, uh, presumably, presumably on opening day, there yep. will be a uh, NL champions uh, thing revealed inside the stadium as well. Of Correct. course, that'll be uh, that'll be very exciting for fans. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's interesting. That, I mean, they they do put this stuff in front of the ballpark, and I, I remember when there was a World Series logo uh on on uh on chase field yeah, as well and that, was, that was also a very that was good those uh, were good times yeah very very crazy to see to see that on on that stadium in in the year 2023 for sure now today is monday and normally we 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 banter a bit we talk here a bit about some of uh, uh things happening in major league baseball over the diamondbacks before we get on to the mailbag monday questions but of course this monday uh, you guys are all over everything, and one of our Mailbag Monday questions was a direct reflection of a topic we were going to talk about. So let's just get into it, shall we? It comes from our buddy Josh Hunt. Uh, that one's not ready. Sorry. Josh Hunt uh, actually <laughs> tweeted uh, to us in regards to our Mailbag Monday questions. Uh, what are your thoughts on MLB trying to go through Arizona legislation to try and pay minor league ball players less than minimum wage? And uh, this was a discussion that we were having this morning, and it's a great question because this was a uh, story per uh, Arizona family. Uh, and according to the story, Arizona lawmakers are considering a bill to exempt Major League Baseball from having to pay minor leaguers the state's minimum wage of $14.25, right? And now that seems kind of crazy overall, right? Like that, that, that minor leaguers aren't making uh, $14 and 25 cents an hour. Yes. Yes. That's, that's, that's why minor leagues <laughs> kind of suck, right? We've talked in the past 
about how poorly they've been compensated and how Major League Baseball attempted to make some efforts, including like housing and some other measures to try to provide minor leaguers with a better life. Yeah, uh, I've often said on this show that it is probably the reason why we don't get as many elite athletes playing baseball, because if I was an athlete that played football, basketball, and baseball as, as a young person, uh, which I never did, uh, I'll say that right now, I was never uh, <laughs> any athletic enough to play any of those sports, let alone all three. Uh, but if you had your choice, why would you choose baseball considering if you do your research into it, you will find out that it's very difficult to get from where you start your journey in Major League Baseball, essentially as a minor leaguer in high A, single A, or maybe even prior to that. A lot of guys get their start prior to that uh, versus how long it takes to make it to Major League Baseball. Then you have to also factor in just making it through your service time and getting to the point where you get potentially a big yeah. contract. Like if you are somebody who is looking to be a superstar in a sport, let's say as a young person, and you're choosing which sport you want to pursue as the main, you know, as, as your future, things like this would definitely prevent me from pursuing baseball as, as my sport of choice. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the road is, is extremely long for these athletes. And, uh, I guess, I guess on the flip side, you are, I mean, some guys are getting some pretty hefty signing bonuses up front, Very true. uh, right. I mean like upwards of $10 million at this point, but we that talking is talking about a 16 year old, uh, during international yeah. signing getting 1.8 million yeah, and I blown that shit in a week. You yeah. Know? But that's not the, you know, the vast majority of players in teams, minor league systems are not getting a $10 million signing bonus and what they're making on a day to day basis actually is pretty important for them. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's unfortunate to see, um, you know, I, I understand on some level that minor league baseball is not particularly lucrative in terms of getting fans in the seats. Right. Uh, you know, well, I, I'm in not some areas, some areas do a better job of, of making their minor league team, uh, um, a draw, uh, something that sure. local people in a town that doesn't have maybe a major sport come out to support, come out to see. We've talked about Hodgetown, for instance, where the Amarillo Sod Poodles play being a particularly hot minor league ballpark. And I mean that in attendance, not in temperature, but I'm sure it's fairly hot there as well. Yeah, but, it's, uh, also <laughs> it's also that. It's also that. But I mean, according to the story, MLB claims that minor leaguers are different from other workers because much of their time exercising, training, and watching videos isn't tracked on an hourly basis. Right. Which is understandable. However, that's... It's kind of convoluting the situation That's a bit. It's kind of semantics, yeah. It is. It's like, well, we can't count how many hours you're working, right. so why do we have to pay why you? Why should we count them at all, <laughs> right? I think the the idea here is, is that at fourteen twenty five an hour times 40 regular hours, not overtime, obviously overtime and everything else, that's kind of what they're talking about when calculating the actual hourly uh, fee, you know, uh, of what a, a minor league baseball player would make. Um, it's... It's more about like the total about like $14.25 an hour times 40 hours a week times 52 weeks a year roughly comes out to about $30,000 a year, which is what a lot of minor leaguers, they're not even receiving that much, right? So uh, it's, it's not an hourly thing because you could put them on salary. So that they don't have to calculate yeah, hours. That, that's the clear, that's the clear solution. Right. Here. But it's when your salary as a total is below minimum wage. That's where it violates minimum wage laws. Why is that important in Arizona? Because we have the Cactus League here, and there are a lot of minor league players that play baseball here in the state of Arizona for, yes, a short period of time, but play here nonetheless. So, And it's yeah. not just the Arizona Diamondbacks minor leaguers that we'd be impacted by it. It's all the teams that play here, and it would be for the duration of the Cactus League here in Arizona. Other states have different minimum wage laws, so depending on what state they're in, they might not be violating any kind of minimum wage laws if those minimum wages are set at less than the 1425 that Arizona has set per hour. But it's one of those situations where it just makes baseball look bad. It makes baseball, once again, look like they don't even want to pay the very small amount that you should pay minor leaguers. And honestly, the problem here is that it's... A temporary thing right the diamondbacks and all these other teams play here in in march uh and part of february and then outside of that a lot of the minor league teams go back home and whatever but during that period of time those players if they aren't paid the state minimum wage would potentially be um I mean, that would be a violation of Arizona state law, right? There was a time earlier this year where my major league baseball already settled uh, a, a 
lawsuit from a number of players. I think it was 24,000 players were part of this lawsuit uh, in regards to minor leaguers not paid minimum wage, basically alleged minimum wage violations. MLB settled out of court for $185 million and agreed to pay those 24,000 players basically somewhere in the neighborhood of five grand to $5,500 a piece. But that could be what they are essentially facing here if these minor league players come to the state of Arizona and play here and don't get paid at least a minimum wage in the time while they're here, at least the state's minimum wage. And that's why they're seeking this. Yeah. There's also the Arizona Complex League, which I imagine would would factor into this on on some level. There are there are players here, uh, minor leaguers here during during the summer playing games outdoors in in 110 degree heat. I would I would hope that they're ma- making enough uh, to to sort of get by. Uh, I can't imagine playing baseball when it's that yeah. hot outside. But uh, there's a reason that I'm a journalist and they're athletes and they're <laughs> able to pull that off. Apparently, uh, Diamondbacks Dispatch says I'm sure that would include the Fall League as well. Um, the fall league, I, I'm not sure exactly what it is, but any player who is selected to go to the fall league does get a payout for, uh, for that. So I'm not sure exactly what that is, but my guess is that those players are already paid, you know, a reasonable amount for, uh, for those four weeks. So I'm not sure if this would factor into that, but, um, but yeah, there's, there's really, I mean, once you set the minimum wage to a certain level, right, it, the, the guy, the notion of making exceptions to it is 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 a tricky business, especially when you're talking yeah. about a baseball industry that, you know, is a multi-billion dollar industry. It, it doesn't really make sense for anyone to be to be making exceptions uh, on this front as, as far as I can tell. So, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully they're able to not. Yeah, hopefully this this whole thing doesn't go the way that it, it, it seems like it it might. The, the fact is, is that minor league players earn basically poverty level wages and very few it's gotten better, but it has gotten better and great. it's gotten yeah. better because they're supporting them in the ways of like what you use the money on, for instance, like housing. Right. There are people that stay with sponsor families as minor leaguers where they live with someone else and have those people like take care of them and help them out in order for them to be. To, to, to make it along their baseball journey. I mean, there, there's just a lot of things here when it comes to minor league baseball. I remember at one point we were talking about Fernando Tatis Jr. when he was a minor leaguer taking out a loan essentially from what seemed like a pretty predatory loan company for, for baseball players that were giving them money up front in, in exchange for a percentage of their future earnings. And when you look at that, yes, Fernando Tatis Jr. did that. And yes, he probably sacrificed more of his career earnings than anyone would want to in this situation. But you also have to ask if staying in a nice living facility, like he stayed like a nice apartment with all everything that you need in life to make sure that you can train and be an athlete is is worth it versus some baseball players sleeping on air mattresses and eating junk food and expecting somehow to be able to compete with the other players that aren't living in those kind of means, right? It's just it's wild sometimes what minor leaguers go through. And Gabriel said it best. Won't someone please think of the billionaires like there comes a point where we have to talk about how much money these organizations are making off of all of this stuff and and, uh, whether or not they can actually afford to pay their employees, which is essentially what these players are. And what what those people would maybe say is like, okay, well, I am making a good amount of money or whatever, but I'm not making it off of, you know whomever down in high a who's hitting 227 right you know right and, and that that's a fair point like not everyone in your minor league system is is making is making you a ton of money currently or will ever make you money in the future but it's the cost of doing business right, right? right. it's it's the reality that if you want to have a viable uh, major league team you're going to need a considerable pipeline of players to come up um, and and not only fill out your minor league system, but eventually come up and, and be quality major leaguers. And you have to make sure you're putting those people in, in position to to succeed. So, uh, yeah, it, it's it's pretty hard at this point to understand any kind of argument of why. I mean, why wouldn't you want to take care of these people? Right. I mean, if you really if you really believe in them, if they're in your farm system and you really believe in them and you want them to be part of, you know, the, the next great Diamondbacks team or whatever, you know, for other teams as well then absolutely you'd want to make sure that they're making enough money to, to get by and have reasonable housing arrangements and whatnot. And uh, the minor league CBA that we saw 
uh, last year. What you know, there were there were considerable strides that that were made in that document. Um, and yeah, you'd certainly hate to see any any of that kind of revert backward at this point. I think the other thing here too is is uh, and and again, I'm not stating that this is a reason to not do it, but I have a feeling like what happens when they do start playing paying minor league players more? Where well, they'll most likely reduce the amount of minor league teams there are out there. Maybe they don't see the need to have high yeah. A and single A and double A and triple A. Maybe they don't see the need to have some of these leagues that exist and instead can figure out some other scheme, some other scam to have players participating in workouts where they can still scout them and find their next talented players while not paying them to play on a baseball team, right? I, I don't know. We've talked a little bit about like some of the teams are going through. Vesalia Rawhide might not exist anymore soon. We know that the Hillsborough Hops are going through some difficult things with their stadium in regards to getting funding for that. At the end of the day, if we've already seen a reduction in, in minor league teams and minor league players by MLB when it when it impacted their overall cost, yeah. they could continue to do that if they find that they don't need these low levels of of the minor league system any longer. And maybe they don't. I don't know. There is something to be said about the fact that Major League Baseball does have the most comprehensive and extensive minor league system of of any other sport to the point where it's both confusing and 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 a little infuriating at times when you're trying <laughs> to figure out where the hell these guys are actually at. But the thing to remember about this is that it is a voter approved situation when it comes to uh, Arizona lawmakers pursuing this bill. So maybe this is something that if you feel strongly about you can make your voice heard when it comes to this. Uh, I, I have to agree with Jesse, and probably we probably are all on the same page when it comes to Major League Baseball shouldn't be exempt from the same laws that every other business, big or small, in, yeah, just, in the state of Arizona have to have to abide by. They're trying to make it like baseball's version of the unpaid internship, I guess. Yeah. But except this internship isn't. It's not like for college credit or whatever. It's it's sort of just indefinite, right? Um, I, I'm looking at this story from the Athletic uh, from last year about that that new minor league CBA that was put into effect, and there were considerable strides. But if you read these salary figures, you're not exactly you're not exactly like all that impressed necessarily. Uh, this document raised salaries for comp at the complex league and rookie ball level from forty eight hundred to nineteen thousand eight hundred. Which is a huge improvement, but nineteen grand a year is still pretty rough. How did they get um, away with paying people forty eight hundred? Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, it's not great. Uh, single A from eleven thousand to twenty six thousand two hundred. High A eleven thousand up to twenty seven thousand three hundred. Double A from thirteen eight up to thirty thousand two hundred and fifty. And then in triple A, the minimum is now thirty five thousand eight hundred up from 17,500 previously. So these are very significant increases. They I mean, are. these are like 200% increases in some cases, but the the final numbers there are still uh, you know, at 35 grand in in this economy, it, you're still going to be scraping by, right? That's not exactly a comfortable living at this it's point. It's wild to think that people working in a call center as an entry level position are making more money than professional athletes are making. Yeah. Gabriel said, "It's crazy that I make more than professional athletes. I'm a custodian who gets three months paid vacation, and I make double what they do. It's ridiculous." Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Gabriel, I think Gabriel's lying about that. I don't know. You might I mean, not be, but aren't, isn't he often in another country and stuff? I didn't know custodians traveled for their work. Isn't, <laughs> I could be I could be mixing Gabriel up here, but I'm pretty sure at times he's not in the United States. The the level of skill required to be like a triple-A baseball player is extremely high. Like, no, those players aren't, you know, headlines and newspapers, right. and they're not on TV all the time. They don't get the spotlight. But yeah, the the relative talent required to do that compared to the talent required to do like most jobs that everyday people do, there's a pretty big disparity there. Um, and yet, uh, and yet, yeah, AAA athletes, AA athletes, uh, these guys aren't aren't really paid like it. It's basically, you know, you you get the big job and you you know you can make three hundred million dollars or or you don't, and you're making. 30 grand a year for however long you know you're able to you're able to stick on the team it, it's uh it's obviously a, we, you know we talk about how brutal the journalism industry is and you know <laughs> what's what's happened with <laughs> si and and whatnot that was certainly sad to see over the weekend but i mean baseball is 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 uh is right there with it for sure 
Oh man, uh, Gabriel gets summers off, and I'm jealous about that. So we'll have to figure out <laughs> summer. I do miss summers. How off do we a little get bit. Some, we I do miss. We'll I do miss summers, summers off. off when I was. Yeah, summers <laughs> off is never gonna happen <laughs> in this the job. Wrong job for that. On that's paper, for sure. you know, some people assume like, oh, like you get winter, like you get the off season off, and uh, we do podcasts five days a week the entire off season. We don't. So get we're, we're a little too hardcore for that off, around here. Period. There's no off. <laughs> time for us we are here 365 days a year uh and we appreciate you guys being here of course in the phnx sports youtube channel jacob's looking at me like he didn't work uh 12 hours on saturday and then another nine on sunday we are here all the time uh and we are always here to make sure you guys are uh plugged in here to the arizona diamondbacks of course if you haven't subscribed to the phnx sports youtube channel yet make sure to do so now sign up for notifications that way you don't miss when any of our wonderful other shows go live and when we go live drop us a like we always appreciate you doing that uh if you're listening on the audio podcasting side we appreciate you listening make sure you're subscribed over there as well we always appreciate those five star reviews as well we love all of this stuff but five star reviews definitely help us out the most if you are looking for a way to improve your life and improve your home in 2024 check out empire today for some new flooring because you have no idea how much new flooring can improve a room, especially if you have that old, outdated flooring. Uh, with Empire Today, you can shop at home conveniently with their virtual floor designer, which is a great way to see how new floors will look in any space. Uh, you can also check out the uh, curated product selection. You tell them what you're looking for, and they won't give you this gigantic catalog to go through. They will find uh, flooring that fits your needs, fits your desires for uh, what you want your home to look like. They also service their own warranties. So make sure if you uh, have any issues that arise, you can just call Empire uh, and you don't have to worry about tracking down all of those people that you track down sometimes when you deal with a an installer and a, and a contractor and all these different third parties. So schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive $350 off when they use promo code PHNX. Restrictions do apply. See empiretoday.com slash PHNX for details. Uh, Jesse circle K still doing their thing. Still super cheap gas. Uh, I, I try, I, I was going to go somewhere else. I saw the gas price. Don't do it. Derek. I said, absolutely not. I'm not doing that. I like, why look, would you just throw money away like that? I have a friend that will tell me things like, Oh, what are you going to do? Save $3. Yes. Yes. I am going to save $3 and I'm going to get a free, uh, thirst. Uh, what I want to say thirst buster. But they don't call it thirst. Buster I don't anymore. think they're called thirst. They're not. They're called the, the they're, polar they're, pops. Polar pops is really what they're called. And <laughs> I know you, because didn't you do a video? I did do a commercial for those. But look, <laughs> it's got your like, face on circle. I've said it before. Screens. I'm gonna call a lot of these things. Oh, I'm gonna call uh, that building over there, America West Arena, at least three times a week. Uh, I'm gonna mess up on some ad names when the sponsors have been around Derek's as long as I have. I'm old. Basically yeah, give them a break. Yeah, is America break. West Arena that is that the Suns Arena? Shut up. Anyway, <laughs> uh, make sure to check by check out Circle K. Don't let people like this make you feel old. Uh, hey but, man, it's U.S. Airways Center in my book. <laughs> all right, it's like rough way. Regardless of where you're getting your stuff at, make sure you go. Uh, make sure you get your Circle K stuff. Make sure you save money. Make sure you save twenty five cents off per gallon on your first five fill-ups by signing up for the Inner Circle program for free right now. Uh, you can get that over at CircleK.com. And all you got to do is go onto the app. You'll see all sorts of wonderful uh, deals, including like free pizza, free drinks, all sorts of stuff. You also get buy five, get the sixth one free on a selection of Circle K products. And again, you'll get 25 cents off per gallon on your first five fill-ups and three cents off per gallon after that. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details, but make sure to join that inner circle for free by uh, downloading the Circle K app today. Uh, well, again, it's Monday. We might have gotten an early start on it, but it doesn't matter because every year on this show, on the PHNX D-backs show, is our year. And it's a new year. He doesn't like that. But it's a fact. Every year is a new year, technically. Also, uh, <laughs> every month on this show, Hispanic Heritage Month. Every week, Shark Week. Every day is Earth Day. But of course, on Mondays, we go to the mailbag. Damon, let's go. My mailbox. Always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox. And then once in a while, there's a letter that makes me go, wow, wow. All right, what do we got, Damon? First letter from the mailbox today uh, comes from our friend Travis Moore, Moore for me on Twitter, and he asks, why does it seem like the D-backs have a difficult time developing pitching in their farm system? Is that not actually true, and is it just kind of a narrative, or is there actually something to that? I like this question because I think there might be something to that. 
I just don't know how really it impacts them, the pitchers at a major league level when they come up. We have seen a number of Arizona Diamondbacks pitchers find success almost immediately when when they come up to a major league level, and then they kind of come back down to earth. And and you know, like what we saw Dre Jamison and Ryan Nelson. I think part of it is the conditions in which they pitch, uh, because it's hard to look at some of the young pitchers and their stat lines and the numbers. We yeah. talked about this before. Pitching in Amarillo, pitching in Reno, it just sucks. And honestly, if you have like a mid five ERA, that's probably pretty damn good when you pitch at that level. I, I don't think that there's any problems with the Diamondbacks development system of, of developing pitchers. I just think at times it's hard to be excited about these guys when their numbers look the way they do. And unfortunately, part of that impact is is the places where they pitch is the, you know, the yards that they, they currently are at. Yeah, this is this is a real thing, absolutely. Uh, and I think I think different organizations are, you know, tend to be better at developing different positions. Um, and the Diamondbacks have their strengths as well. Uh, uh, left-handed hitting outfielder hmm. certainly hasn't been a problem. <laughs> we, got a, uh, we got a surplus of those. <laughs> uh, I guess it's tough to kind of see how some of those guys pan out. But yeah, uh, starting pitching development has been a big issue for the Diamondbacks for a long time. Uh, their pitching hasn't necessarily been terrible, but it's been uh, very dependent on their ability to make trades. Uh, you think back to uh, the guys who have had really good seasons here, uh, you know, on the mound over the last decade or so, there are guys who have come over from from other organizations, right? Like Zach Gallen was, uh, you know, came to the Diamondbacks and was straight into was already had already been pitching in the majors in Miami and continued there for the Diamondbacks. Uh, you think back to to Robbie Ray, who was pretty much, you know, pretty close at least at that point uh, to being to being a major league pitcher. Uh, he certainly had some some success with with the Diamondbacks before going elsewhere. Zach Granke, obviously a free agent signing. Uh, Ian Kennedy came over in a trade, you know, had a couple really good seasons on the mound. Uh, this is absolutely a real thing. The Diamondbacks at some point are going to have to figure out how to develop their own guys, right? To, mm-hmm. to take a starting pitcher from the draft, someone they drafted all the way to being a productive major league starter, and Brandon Fott has a chance to kind of break That's break the, the trend there, yeah. right? Brandon Fott has an opportunity to be the first pitcher that the Diamondbacks drafted and developed and turned into a formidable major league starter all on their own in, in quite some time. And, you know, based on what we saw in the postseason and uh, what Dan Zimborski's computer uh, thinks about Brandon Fott heading into 2024... I think there's a, a pretty decent chance that that, that could happen. Uh, but, you know, even if it does, it can't stop with him, right? The Diamondbacks are, are going to need to continue to find ways to develop uh, pitchers in-house, uh, you know, without having to make some kind of jackpot trade like like the Zach Gallon deal turned out to be. Uh, Gabriel makes a great point in the chat. He says, pitching is always a crapshoot. The two big-name pitchers, uh, he's Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker, have yet to reach the AAA level. And they were drafted almost three years ago. Yeah. And I mean, that could be said about baseball players in general. Like, yeah, the it, Diamondbacks are not the only team that has had some issues with this. For absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. What else we got, Damon? Uh, next question comes from Adam Thomas at Adam Thomas Zero or Adam underscore Thomas Zero on Twitter. And he asks, do you think Corbin Carroll can ever reach the 40-70 mark or even 30-60 numbers that Ronald Acuna put up? Or do you think his home run ceiling lies in the mid-20s? wouldn't get enough opportunities stealing bases. When I look at that, the base stealing doesn't feel like a problem at all. Hitting 60 stolen bases for Corbin Carroll, I don't think that's the issue. I do think it's the home run stealing. I think that ultimately Corbin Carroll has some power. He has some pop in his bat, but I don't know if it's the kind of power that's going to get you over 30 home runs in a season. Sure. I will say that, I mean, he is still developing out as a player and what we've seen out of him so far it has his ability to surprise and impress when it came to power. But if you were asking me about those particular type numbers, I, I it's not the stolen bases. I, I, I even feel like he could reach 70. That, that doesn't seem that outlandish to me. But if you're asking me about Corbin hitting 40 home runs, that, that seems a little more unlikely. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, 40 homers, I, I I don't know if I see him ever getting there. 30 homers, I think, is reasonable, right? He just had 25 in a season. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if Corbin Carroll is necessarily going to get, like, a ton more power as he continues to play in the majors, right. but he certainly could get some. I, I don't think 30 is out of the question. Looking at his numbers from last year, he hit 27 homers, including the playoffs. 
according to StatCast, his expected homers uh, was 23.7. <laughs> so it's like looking at all of his batted balls and like how many how many the, the, the computer thinks would actually have gotten over the fence. So it's a little Stupid bit lower. Computer. A little bit lower than what his actual number was. There were there were some some wall scrapers for sure. They weren't all all wall scrapers though. There was you know the the four hundred and forty foot homer against Corbin Burns uh, in the playoffs that a lot of people uh, will remember for a long time. Oh so, yeah, uh, yeah. He he absolutely has some power. I don't know if I see forty in there. I think thirty sixty is possible. However, uh, and even that in itself would be pretty remarkable, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, he was already at 54 stolen bases. That's including a period of a couple weeks following his knee injury in Colorado where That's he just point. wasn't really stealing bases. Um, so, yeah, if he has a, a full he healthy season. You know, there was a struggle. So, I, so if yeah. consistency is there a bit more and he's able to get on base a bit more, then, yeah, I mean, the opportunities are there for him to steal bases. The only other thing going against that is uh, the the – it's the 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 word is out about Corbin Carroll stealing bases, so it's going to be interesting how that impacts <laughs> them holding him on base. But with the new rules, you're you're still kind of handcuffed as far as how many times uh, you can throw over to first and all of that stuff. So uh, I think Corbin's still going to be a menace on the base path. What else we got, Damon? Uh, I am Luis Romero. Asks <laughs> where is JD Martinez with the "It's been 84 years" gif underneath it. Well, it's actually only been about six and a half years. But oh, uh, you know. shut up, Jesus! Man. <laughs> how long this is guy. it, Jesse? Why don't you tell us how long it's been since the Diamondbacks made a move? Uh, it's been about a month now, I think. Right, uh, Lourdes is yep. like shortly before Christmas. Uh, well, I actually, mean, well, actually, there have been there have been some minor league moves. So actually, yes, there has there has been more. <laughs> it is more recent. Tucker Barnard. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yes, um, I'm sorry, I'm completely losing my train of thought. What's no, the question fun. here? The question, oh, it's about JD Martinez. Yeah, JD Martinez. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, Scott Boris holds a whole lot of cards right now, and. Uh, not much is happening with regard to the J.D. Martinez market. As far as we're aware, there hasn't really been any reporting about his market at all, uh, as well as with uh, the other Boris free agents uh, recently. So, uh, yeah, there's still there's still a lot of a lot of work to be done here. If if it really was about people being a menace, I, I would I would inject my own mailbag Monday question about Scott Boris being a menace. Is Scott Boris a menace to baseball? But Considering the conversation we just had to lead off this show, is Scott Boris actually a hero? Is no. this is this man going out <laughs> and getting these players the money that they should have rightfully have been given over the last like ten years of playing baseball? And he's just like, it's time to fork it over, right? I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I guess it all depends on who you're talking yeah, to, right? Yeah, he's uh, a vigilante sure. for the justice. I'm of not players. sure front office executives <laughs> would feel that way necessarily. No, but, uh, not at all. There's a reason no. that so many players look, hire this guy look, for sure. Look, some people like Spider Man, but J. Jonah Jameson absolutely hates Spider Man, and that's like <laughs> a similar situation. I feel like here. And and I know that's a reference he didn't get, but kids, children, small ones would get from the 60s even. Anyway, we got a follow-up question in regards to that question about J.D. Martinez. Uh, and this comes from Sergeant's Orders on Twitter. James Sargent asks, what's taking so long when it comes to assigning a DH? Do we prefer J.D. or Solaire, or is there someone else out there to fill this spot? And I don't know. I'm starting, honestly, I've been a big, obviously, I've been a, a big JD Martinez. Not a big uh, not a big JD champion. Martinez guy anymore, huh? Well, it's not that I'm not a big JD Martinez. I think I've just been I've been talked out of it a little bit by the likes of you and other Dan people. Zimborski. Oh, Dan Zimborski basically just ended that that love affair <laughs> that I had with him. But I, I will say that uh I, I don't I don't know what's taking so long, but I feel like the pursuit uh is actively going on. I don't feel like the Diamondbacks aren't working on it. We've said they're never really gonna tell us. When if they don't land somebody that they were going after them anyway, but it definitely feels like one of those two guys are likely. Uh, Solaire seems to have a little bit more value, maybe a little bit more um, usage, like just as far as he can, you know, at least he play, can play outfield. outfield. Yeah, he can yeah play outfield. I feel like you yeah. could get a little bit more out of Solaire, um, but I, yeah, I, I very much like for something to happen in regards to this. It feels like. You know, again, starting it's starting to drag on, but so is all of Major League Baseball. So if if the Diamondbacks were just kind of the ones dragging their feet on this, and a lot of these deals were happening, and I was in the feeling of it was, we were in danger of one of these guys signing soon, I'd, I'd feel differently. But it's just right now, Major League Baseball free agency is is come to just a screeching halt. I mean, the Josh yeah. Hader move happened on Friday. 
but outside of that, not a lot of things are happening. So uh, I, I I still have hope that the Diamondbacks are going to sign one of these guys, and I think it's, uh, once again, it's a mistake if they don't. Yeah, absolutely. I think Dan outlined well that the Diamondbacks absolutely should go get a DH, and uh, we certainly feel the same way here. Um, uh, Jack Summers over at uh, Inside the Diamondbacks did a good job kind of uh, compiling composite projections for the various free agent targets, and J.D. Martinez is at the bottom of the list. Uh, you look at the projected OPS. I think this is a it's a composite number from both Zips and Steamer over at Fangraphs. Jorge Soler has the highest projected OPS. Then Reese Hoskins, who's basically tied with Jock Peterson. Then it's Justin Turner, and then it's JD Martinez at the very bottom of the list. Uh, he's projected for fewer wins above replacement than everyone else, and he's also expected to. Uh, potentially get the most money, at least on a, on a per year basis. I wouldn't be surprised if JD gets more than any of those other guys. So as much as I, I get, uh, I get the interest in JD and the storyline, you know, the storyline would be fantastic. It's him, love, him coming back to it's Arizona. Love. Sometimes you just love someone. Yeah. Sometimes, and, and sometimes love is inexplicable, but you just, you just, you just love someone, you know, sometimes they hurt you. Sometimes they cheat on you and they go to an opposing team in the NL West, but that's okay. Sometimes you're willing to look past those those transgressions, those things that happen. It's called the past for a reason. It's past. And now here we are. Uh, let's renew, rekindle this thing. <laughs> I don't care about what your OPS plus is going to be. I love you. And I, and, I, and I still have like some skepticism with what those projection systems say. The reality is that J.D. Martinez was a very, very good hitter in 2023. And he could be a very good hitter in 2024. Um, Could you imagine if I dyed my hair like his, whatever hair color he happens to have when he comes here? I mean, we know what it happened with Lourdes. Do I we mean, do we expect JD Martinez to dye his hair purple if he becomes a member of the Diamondbacks? I don't who know. Knows? Whatever. I don't know if JD is that guy, but uh, Brandon Stevens makes a great point. By the way, he said JD is great, but I did witness Soler hit a home run out to Gonzo's grill. I was there for that game. I know the exact home run that he's talking about, uh, and that would be nice to see more often. I think that when he hit that home run. I literally said, Jesus Christ, that is the hardest I've ever seen a ball hit. In the yeah, that was that was a shot. It was incredible. I just remember watching it go and then bounce on the concourse. And then like, I don't know where it went. I don't know if it got lodged up in the sign or something. But yeah, that was when Brandon fought was just pitching batting practice to everybody. Correct. Correct. There was a, a there was a time. There <laughs> was a time when it was when that it was, was a very little, Jesse. thing. It's a little rough. Right there. For, yeah. <laughs> it's a little rough for Brandon fought for a while there. But yeah, in terms of uh, uh, like our our preferences here. If not JD, I think Jorge Soler or Reese Hoskins both make both make a lot of sense for the Diamondbacks. Hoskins obviously coming back from the ACL, uh, but he was a really darn good, really consistent hitter prior yeah. to that. Yeah. Um, don't really have a huge reason to think that he won't be able to get back to that point. Also could be a potential replacement for Christian Walker if the Diamondbacks decide that they don't want to re-sign him. You get, you know, Hoskins on a two-year deal or whatever, he becomes your your first baseman for 2025. The thing about Reese Hoskins is there's some other intangibles like that veteran leadership and him being on teams that, you know, bring bring over He's that very, experience. Very right? well liked in Philly for sure. It's just a matter of does he still have it? We don't know until we see him play baseball. Right. He's younger than some of the other guys on on this list for sure. Younger than all of them, really. He's younger than Soler, younger than Peterson. Do you think certainly younger than Turner? Do you think I am using age as a reason for him not to still be good? <laughs> I'm just saying he was injured and he didn't play baseball last season. Jesse, I would never be an ageist and say it's I watch uh Evan Longoria play on this team this year. I don't know if you remember that, but uh somebody, one person on this set might have wanted to DFA him on day one. <laughs> <laughs> all i'm saying and we that saw was not me just, it wasn't just, it probably uh, wasn't me either clear. i'm just saying i eventually ended up shirtless just like him uh when we celebrated going to the world series so uh, i love evan longoria and i would love to have somebody again like uh, if you talk about the other additional things they bring it almost it almost feels like jd solaire brings or jd solaire uh solaire brings Maybe a little that's bit what they should do Derek. Solaire, just, just, just sign make them into one person and then all of our problems are solved <laughs> Uh, J.D. Soler Hoskins. All right. Uh, well, of course, if you guys are here right now in the PHN Exports YouTube channel and you are a diehard, thank you for being one. We appreciate you being part of the family. If you're not, sign up for a diehard membership today over at gophnx.com. You will get a free T-shirt from the phnxlocker.com of your choosing. But on top of that, 
you get some wonderful content, including Jesse's, uh, whatever Jesse's writing, all of Jesse's stuff that he writes, all of the stupid stuff I make on video. You get a game show on Discord. You get all sorts of interactions with us, including, uh, what was it? The city council meeting, I think, is what I called it. Now, what was that the other day? What was that thing that we did? (laughs) What what was that that happened in our Discord? I don't know, but anyway, (laughs) you get all sorts of wonderful stuff. And you also get discounts with our partners. Uh, You get discounts to events like our upcoming takeover event in July, where we will be at Chase Field at the pool. So sign up today and become part of the family. can also get yourself tickets to any sporting event, any concert, any show through our friends at Game Time. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals, and it is the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. What is that reason? Not only is their app very aesthetically pleasing, as Jesse will tell you, but it also offers the lowest prices on tickets that you can find for last-minute events. Don't experience that FOMO. Quench that FOMO by going to whatever event you want to go to. You can snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the app and create an account. Use our code of PHNX and you will get $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, uh, You don't bet. You bet over there. Damon, how'd you do on your bets? How'd you do this weekend? How'd you do on NFL? Yeah, fess do we not up, want to Damon. talk about it? He's making faces that make me feel like we I, don't want to talk about it. So I was uh, I was feeling great because I took like a an alternate total on Travis Kelsey's receiving yards <laughs> yesterday, uh-huh. and I was like a hundred a hundred plus receiving yards for Travis Kelsey at plus four hundred. That seems criminal. So I took it. He had sixty five in the first half, caught a ball right out of the third quarter and was at seventy five, and, and then, then didn't catch didn't another get ball the rest one of the game. catch. The final like yeah. twenty five minutes of the football game. Yeah, that's got to make you sick. That's got to make you sick. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty tough. Uh, I went one and two on my bets. <laughs> All right, well that's not bad. This weekend, show. you didn't do as bad as Clay Travis, that's for sure. But uh, you can do much better than both of these guys by downloading the BetMGM Sportsbook app uh, on iOS or Android, or visiting betmgm.com uh, and sign up with our code of PHNX. If you do and deposit five dollars in your newly created account, spend that money on a standard odds price or more. You will get yourself $158 in bonus bets, regardless of the outcome of your wager, in honor of Super Bowl 58. You can sign up now for BetMGM and use that bonus code PHNX. Again, uh, same game parlays, the way to go. Just stack those bets. Don't let anybody like Damon call them coward bets. Uh, I'm not doing 100-plus yards. I would have done 25 yards or something ridiculous. That would have probably been like minus 1,100. But maybe I'll pair it with some other stuff to get some money. I don't know. That's the way you can do things around here. Try to do safe bets. Not That way you're not left in disappointment but you use bet mgm sportsbook how you want to uh, and of course again if you sign up and place your first bet uh sportsbook wager through the mobile application for at least five dollars and use our bonus code of phnx you will receive 150 dollars instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome check out the show notes for full details and now listen to damon talk about the disclaimer Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877 8 hope Y or text hope Y 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050 Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help Michigan. 1-800-991-0023 Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Yeah, you're on board now. That's so awesome. Let's go. All right. I hate I don't it. Care. I, love it. <laughs> I love it. That's my island. What else we got, Damon? Uh, next question comes from the Adam 027, uh, Adam, the Fox. That's such a cool fucking name. The Fox. Uh, he says, well, this brings up an interesting question between you and PHNX D-backs. This was actually a question. This is referring to this a, was referring to a, a, a certain tweet, tweet from PHNX from a Suns. certain PHNX yes. Suns account. Uh, it says, does this name apply more to the fourth quarter Suns or the D-backs bullpen? Let's take a look at the meme that we are talking about, Jesse. Of course, the meme in question is my meme that I created. Uh, it's this one right here. Ladies and gentlemen, the bullpen. And those of you that are Diamondbacks fans, they, there's no explanation needed here as to what this means or what this is in regards to. We didn't you, use it as much. You didn't use it as much toward the end of the in season. The, yeah, after July, I didn't use it, after but I used time? it a lot in April and May. After Seawald and Tea Time? Oh, after, yeah, once we were in, in Tea Time with Seawald, yeah, no, there and was no Ginkle more. And once Ginkle got called back yeah, up? yeah. Yeah. Is the is the bull- mania? Is the bullpen meme extinct, Derek? Ooh. Is it done? No. Don't don't, don't do that. You, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> You're testing fate. Fair man. enough. Fair <laughs> enough. That's ridiculous. Uh, and then let's take a look at the Suns. Pathetic uh, excuse for I mean, what is that font they're using? It's awful. What is this? 2015. Um, okay, I want to point out here that 
uh, the fourth quarter has a, an E there. Yeah, that the should end. be. I was gonna say the same. Thing. That yeah, right that, there that, shows that the person that made this meme has no idea what this <laughs> meme is actually about. All right. For those of you that don't understand, Daniel Craig was introducing on this episode of Saturday Night Live the artist The Weeknd. And if you are not familiar, does, The Weeknd doesn't have any. Does not use even I e. know that. See, he gets it. <laughs> He gets it. So why? Well, is, it does have two e's at the beginning. That it but does. it doesn't have the e. It's at the, the one end. at the end. Yeah, the just so we're clear. Weekend, right? And so right. we were the bullpun, right? And so like <laughs> it's that simple. Obviously, you know which meme was made uh, with love and care and thought, and which meme was just an obvious copycat, right? <laughs> Elizabeth calls it a hand-me-down meme. It's I love a that. Hand-me-down <laughs> meme. Yeah, it is just like our wagon meme. But I'll also say we didn't come up with wagon. Let's clarify that while we're out here. We just made the funny wagon thing with the A in the middle, and then Coyotes did it too, and then that was cool because it looked like an A. But then the actual Coyotes team stole it, and that that's where I draw the line. I'll share with Leah. I'm not sharing with the Coyotes. All right. Uh, what else? Well, we've determined the answer to that, right? It's obviously our meme. There's no question. What was it. the original question? <laughs> it's like, who's does this meme apply this more mean? to the fourth quarter? Sons oh, or the oh actually, oh, a very interesting question. It's a different spin on it. It's not which one's better. It's which one does it apply more to. It might apply more to the Suns with the fourth quarter being yeah. the way it is currently all yes, the time. Because as we were just discussing, the Diamondbacks bullpen got considerably better down the stretch. So. Uh, yeah, I think that's, it. I think that's clear, Maybe but back too. to, back to like the beginning of the 2023 season, uh, when bull, Scott McGuff was closing the, out the, bull, the bullpen meme got used quite a bit for, for a while there for sure. Yep. So, uh, yeah, like when that was at its peak, uh, it might've, it might've been, you know, the D-backs bullpen might've been even more, even struggling even more than the Suns uh, in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Uh, um, but er, the Suns have been pretty abysmal in the uh, fourth quarter. So Ernesto says the fourth quarter in. <laughs> yeah, that's exa- that's ex- that's exactly how they would have to do it. <laughs> that's it. All right, what else we got? Uh, Mailbag Monday question. What are we on number six here? Uh, Aaron Hughes asks, we need some reliever talk. What are some bullpen arms we should keep an eye on? And we do know that the Diamondbacks have talked about still pursuing some more bullpen arms. We just don't know exactly where they're going to factor in. We also have guys returning. Like you spoke to Corbin Martin. We know that yes. there's some other guys within the organization that will be back that weren't a part of the playoff run last year. And it also seemed like the Diamondbacks kind of had things figured out with the bullpen. So where where would where would these guys kind of factor in with it kind of being a full house right now? Yeah, yeah. There, uh, as as I think we talked about a couple weeks ago, there there really isn't enough room for everyone that on paper you might want to put in the bullpen. Right. Uh, Luis Frias is now out of options, which is an interesting situation. You can't serve that. You can't be in that kind of up and down rule this year anymore. That's no longer possible. I think his case is pretty interesting. Corbin Martin, as as you mentioned, I spoke to him last week. We'll have a story uh, over at gophnx.com shortly on that. Um, he, it, it appears that he is healthy going into 2024. He told me that, uh, he might be a little slow in spring training. He might take things a little bit slower, but it sounds like he should be healthy and, and ready to go in 2024 after, uh, his shoulder injury last year, which on a side note, I watched the replay of that and it looks like he is in like more pain than I've like ever seen a human being. Right. That, that was, right. a, that was a rough, a rough injury. He said that the pain there was like way worse than, uh, the whole Tommy John surgery situation from a few years prior. But yeah, I mean, he's a guy who was really pitching well for the Diamondbacks last spring, uh, you know, kind of narrowed down his arsenal. His fastball was up to 98 miles an hour, looking really good. I think he's he's an interesting option for them. Uh, and then there's also this this situation where they have three lefties and they might have to narrow it down to two. So yeah. you've got Andrew Saul, Frank, Joe Mantiply, Kyle Nelson. I'm not sure there's an arrangement where all three of those guys make the team. So that's another uh, another thing to be thinking about as spring training gets underway. Um, and I, Jesse, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that there's maybe a little overconfidence in our part. We know that some of the guys kind of struggled there. Saul Frank was a guy that uh, we didn't couldn't really explain the success he was having, but he seemed like he was locked in, dialed in, and then yeah. came back down to earth. He almost that thing I was talking about earlier with guys like Dre Jamison and Ryan Nelson, where when they first came up, they just kind of lit the world on fire, but you like you do kind of hold reserve judgment because you're like, there's no way this guy that had a seven plus ERA 
in Reno is pitching like this at a major league level. Sure. Right? You know, so yeah. it's it's it is a little bit of a wait and see thing. Of course, you know, injuries and there's a lot of other factors. You're not you're not getting through the season like we saw last year with the same bullpen you started uh to the end. And you're also probably not getting through with the same starting rotation you are. So the Diamondbacks are going to need arms. It's just where are they going to stash them and how, like how much do they really want to pick up in free agency when they not only have other positional needs still to fill, but not a lot of space left on on the roster as far as like who they could send down and and who they can you know part ways with. So yeah, I think I think Saul Frank's case is is especially interesting because yeah, I mean he was so big for the Diamondbacks in the month of September uh, and then into the playoffs, he was like the go to high leverage uh, left handed reliever. Yeah, he was yeah. the guy pitching in the big spots, but he just really struggled to throw strikes in in the playoffs and. Um, you know, you combine his regular season numbers with his postseason numbers when he was uh, in the majors and he had 12 walks compared to eight strikeouts, which isn't exactly the, the you know, the ratio that, that you're looking for. So uh, he still managed to be effective. He didn't allow a lot of runs, even in the postseason, he didn't allow a lot of true, runs, very true. but he definitely still has more to prove uh, entering 2024. Not everybody's going to be the godfather, you know? <laughs> Not everybody's gonna go out there and just get better in the playoffs, you know. Yeah, well, uh, fought at a little more a little more lead time than Saul Frank. Uh, Saul Frank was called up on September fourth, I yeah. believe, and uh, found himself pitching in postseason games in very big spots and about honestly, a month later. We've said this about a number of guys in the bullpen, but I still feel like it's true to say without Saul Frank, do the Diamondbacks make the playoffs? Yeah, without Ryan no, Thompson, do the Diamondbacks not. make the playoffs with the way those the two pairing? Guys pitch? No, there's yeah. no way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Good stuff. All right. Well, I'm still ready to get angry. So Brett Johnson wants to get me a little bit more fired up. Uh, Brett Johnson, uh, Brett underscore Johnson 44 asks, why do MLB owners always act broke when it comes to minor leaguers? They just spend their entire day and night doing everything they can to make MLB rosters just to be told they are different from other workers so that they don't get paid a proper wage. And yeah, it's got to be discouraging. I think it's very discouraging. I also think that there is uh stories you guys have talked about in the chat today including the time where they tried to like make david peralta working at mcdonald's up to be some sort of like oh man look how look how hard this guy worked look at look at the perseverance <laughs> that he it took to for him to get here and it's like bro that's a that's a baseball player that had to work at mcdonald's just to make ends meet that's not great that doesn't look great it's not a great look and then on top of that you have the fact that they're actively trying to do this here in arizona and just in general have tried to, you know, withhold as much pay as possible. Like, I get it. We were just kind of joking before the show started looking at the Texas Rangers announcement of their minor league coaching staff. And it was like 32 guys just for their minor league coaching staff. That's not players. That's just 32 guys that they have to pay to develop their young players. And they're probably going to, they're going to obviously pay those guys way more money than they're paying any of the players. But it's like uh, the minor league, the entire baseball organization, it's deep. And if it's not run properly where you're effectively making, you know, money at all levels, you're, you're promoting those minor league teams and you're making their ballparks be a draw where people come out and spend their money. It's just, it's, it's never going to be a situation where you make money and, and don't get me wrong. You don't buy a sports team to make money while you're running it. You buy a sports team to make money when you sell it. That's essentially what the what the end goal is. But some people, you know, again, they just love running organizations. They love being a part of sports. And, uh, you know, I guess if you love it that much, a big part of it is paying your people. You know, I, yeah. think, I think realistically, greed of money just brings out obviously the worst in people no matter what. And we always see it, you know, but it feels like right now the divide and Craig Morgan was saying this earlier between the wealthy and 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 the common man is bigger than ever. And it feels like that kind of in baseball when you're seeing a guy get paid a billion dollars. And here we are talking about trying to squeeze, you know, Arizona lawmakers into not paying minor league players my, uh, you know, minimum wage. Like it sure the whole thing just kind of seems crazy to me. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's it's important to note that the haves and have nots issue that exists in the majors exists in the minors as well in, in a different in a different fashion, right? You just don't want to get minor league baseball to the point where people who didn't come from, you know, a wealthy background or don't have a whole lot of wealth behind them still have the opportunity to go out and prove themselves in this game, right? right. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it, it kind of does, if you're not really paying people a fair wage in the minor leagues, 
it puts people in a situation where, you know, the guys who have enough money saved up or, you know, can get help from elsewhere or whatever, those guys are just going to have a, a clear advantage over the guys who maybe didn't grow up with that kind of background yeah. or don't have yeah. that kind of that kind of support behind them. So that, that's really the biggest thing for me. You You would just hate for a team to miss out on, you know, some great talent because that player just didn't deem it worthwhile. Right. Yeah. It was like, I don't, yeah. I don't want to, you know, put my family in a difficult position or whatever, it's making however much money. Yeah. It's not growing the game. And like growing the game is as important with the fans as it is with trying to get the, the best athlete you can to play said game. Right. Baseball is a game where, you know, again, the, the, the divide is pretty vast when you talk about the haves and the have nots, but I don't know, man. I just think it's it's not going to help in the long term for people to want to be a part of this sport when they see that that's how, you know, again, the, the groundwork for being treated. You never know. Like you go into, uh, you know, you're pursuing your major league baseball career, probably thinking that you're going to make it and everything's going to be great. And you're you know, you're going to be one of the superstars in the sport. I imagine if you think you're just going to be a mediocre ass player that you probably wouldn't pursue it, right? Like, but, you know, again, the the realization there that it takes long to get through that, like you said, you you almost have to have a support system. You almost have to have a support structure of a family that can, that that you don't need money in order for you to get to where you're at. And then, you know, hopefully you can get to a point where you do get these big paydays, where you do become a major leaguer, and then you can, in turn, maybe one day pay your family back for supporting you during that time, but not a lot of guys make it to that point. Not a lot of guys make it through the struggle of playing in the minor leagues to get to that point. So yeah, and there's not really a risk of guys like, oh well, if you know if we give them a good wage, then they'll you know they'll they won't be motivated or the, you know they'll be they'll be double A players for ten years. Yeah, I mean that's not really a thing because I mean they're still only making about thirty grand in double A, and it's not really a thing for players to just play you know, to stay in a particular organization's on a particular organization's double A team for a long time. Like there's so much competition, you know, to to move forward and, and to to elevate in this game that, you know, guys are moving in and out of these roles all the time. So you'd like to have as many people as possible to to have that shot and to not have to decide against it just for financial financial reasons. Absolutely. Absolutely. Last question of the day comes from our friend Michael Rokiki. Uh, at Michael underscore Rokiki, and he asks, if you can choose any four PHNX personalities to do the D-backs Legends race, who do you choose and who do you think wins? Great question. Outstanding <laughs> question. Uh, do you want to go first or would you like me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Please I'll go do. first. Um, all right. So, so the, there's Gonzo, there's Mount Williams, there's Randy Johnson and Mark Grace, right? We okay. all know this. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, so Gonzo, I have as Craig Morgan. Wow. Because uh, number what? one, Craig just got a hip replacement not that long ago, I believe. <laughs> so that just feels that just feels right. Um, and but also, Craig is like Craig is like the the legend around here, uh, right? Craig has all he this he's you know, all this clout from Craig you know, could have a costume. Like there could yeah. be a costume modeled after Craig running in the Legends race. Yeah, like but I mean, Gonzo is kind of like the guy for the Diamondbacks, and Craig, in some ways, is kind of the guy for PHNX. Like he's a pretty well established reporter; right. people know his name. He's in here interviewing like famous people all the time. I agree. Uh, so Craig is Gonzo for me. Uh, I feel like Mac would just like she just she she clearly wants in on this. There's no question. Uh, and so I have her as Matt Williams. Uh, so she gets she gets that opportunity. She's Matt Williams. <laughs> this is, uh, is going to be the slowest race in the history of the <laughs> Legends race. I can already tell. But it will be competitive. It will right? be competitive. Uh, <laughs> and then I have Jacob as Randy Johnson because okay. height. Enough that's, said. Uh, that's um, a bad choice. And then I and then I have Max as Mark Grace because everyone knows that Mark Grace is the legend who gets made fun of all the time, and they used to do the thing where he never wins. And Max in the PHNX office is also the guy who gets made fun of you, the most. Uh, so it just it just felt like a, it just felt like a natural fit. You nailed that. <laughs> See, you went with personalities based on the legends. I, I command you there is no respect <laughs> in this office. I'm the workhorse. I'm calling you a legend. We did not get any free ads. Get out of here. That's there were no free ads that. given out. <laughs> Uh, I do not need you all in my microphone now. Black well, no, well, I mean, we, we already ranked like the five black players in Diamondbacks history. So that's already done. But, uh, it's funny. This guy's over here because when my, when it comes to my legends race, Saul Bookman 
is the first person I thought of. Now, Jesse went with like connections to the personalities that they rep went rep would yeah, represent. Right, yeah, yeah. I went with pure competitive chaos is what I went with. So my four are Saul Bookman, Damon, Danielle, who I know for a fact can't wait to beat all of these guys in a foot race. <laughs> and then we're, bring we're bringing Sean DePaz back. And oh, the four okay. of you <laughs> are going... Huh? Loser Sean. Loser Sean. Oh, gotcha. Sean needs a win. I just wanted to make sure it was. Can the same I put him in the Mark of. Grace costume? Is that does that work for you? Sure. All right. Perfect. So. He will probably <laughs> yeah. If he loses, he will immediately leave the field. Nobody will be allowed to speak to him, uh, and that'll be the end of it. I'll put uh, I'll put uh, Saul in Randy Johnson. I'm going to put uh, Danielle and Luis Gonzalez, and then Damon. Uh, you can be uh, Matt Williams. Damn. Who, who wins? Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Danielle wins. That's Danielle all. Wins? Yeah, okay. there's no question. Yeah, Danielle's winning. That. Danielle beat Corbin Carroll in a foot race. So. Yeah, that is true. Saul will trip all three of these people. <laughs> Unapologetically. It's not even going to be. Oh, and now we got Espo back here. He's mad. Do you want to be Do you want to be Mark Grace, Espo? He can be back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's familiar with mascots that don't make any sense uh, for the team. So, yeah, we can do that. That's that's a done deal. Well, uh, now I need to see that Legends race and uh, maybe compete. Can I be in one? I want to see if we yeah, can we, get. We have some connections. Maybe, maybe make that happen. Year. That's right? going to that's gonna be. I electric. have no desire to do it, but I would I would really uh, enjoy watching the pop you. from the crowd when you took the head off and it was Jesse Friedman under there would be <laughs> undeniable. Uh, I, if, if it ever happened, no one would ever find out about it. <laughs> I would, it, it would happen. Yeah. And people, people might, people watching this show might yep. have been at the ballpark yep. and seen it happen. Yeah. He would, they would never find out that it died. was me. Yeah. He would never tell you if it was so uh, much like Mike Hazen with uh, like free agents that he missed out on. You're never going to know if he actually missed out on them because he's never going to tell you. So that's, uh, that's how that works. But we thank you guys for stopping by. Of course, we appreciate your time. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. This maniac next to me is at Jesse and Friedman. Of course, Damon is the people's producer. You can get him at Damon dog. That's D a W G. We are Damon's dogs. Bark, bark. bark. Of course, our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs, but all roads do lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, we thank you guys so much for stopping by. We'll be back tomorrow at 1 p.m., so make sure to join us then. And in the meantime, uh, we appreciate you. Have a fun day. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you pay minor leaguers a decent salary. <laughs>